This is the Insulon podcast, where I, Owen Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode... I started at 12 a.m. My blood sugar, I think, was like 11 again and came down to about 3. So, got to eat a lot more. <laughs> but before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulon podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Huh? Oh, we're in. Hello. Good day. Good afternoon. Hope you're well. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Graham, this is a bit of a different episode, isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited about this episode. <laughs> when you text me earlier on in the week and was explaining what you wanted to do my mind went into overdrive i was mm. thinking this is going to be a big big episode uh, it's fair to say uh, so is the marathon that you were supposed to be doing is that's been postponed yeah so i was supposed to be doing a marathon in april which is the Connor marathon but obviously because of covid restrictions it is not going ahead so I'm just going to do a marathon by myself in April, but it's not like an event. Sorry, I thought that you were embarking on this journey that you're doing this weekend in place of the marathon that's happening. But no, you're actually doing both. Yeah, I thought I'd just do both. <laughs> so go on. <laughs> yeah, we get on. <laughs> Explain it. What are you doing? So we're recording on Thursday. You are starting this tomorrow. What is it? So basically, it is a 48-mile running challenge. So it's over 48 hours, and basically it's running four miles every four hours for 48 hours consecutively. Okay, so let me try and unpack that. Four miles every four hours. So let's just say you start at 12. That's a, you sta I'm, start, I'm doing 12, 8, 12, 4, 8, 12. Okay. And then for two days. So let's just say you start at 12. How long does it take for you on average to run four miles? Average is about 30 minutes. Okay. But what I'm doing is, so what uh, four miles is 6.4 kilometers, just okay. for people who measure it that way. <clears throat> By the way, my voice is really, really like raspy, I feel, because I Ooh, choke on water. Yeah. Yeah, choked on water earlier. <clears throat> and I feel it's like, Still raspy. Give, give us a <laughs> good <laughs> clear of the tongue. <laughs> there you anyway, go. So average leading up to it, when I've been running, I've been doing four miles or 6.4 in about half an hour. Okay. Now, I'm not going to be doing that because if I'm doing this for 48 hours straight, I want to basically give myself the first hour as my run time. Do you get me? So it's yeah. going to be four hour intervals. The first hour is the space that I'm going to be running and then which would lead to a three hour break. That was my question. So I was trying to figure out, we'll, we'll call it roughly half an hour just for argument's sake. So if you start at 12, you're going to finish for argument's sake at half 12. But then regardless, it's going to be then three and a half hours till your next run so it's not going to be four hours from when you finish it's four hours from when you start so it's going to be on the hour every four hours you're going to begin so the longer the run takes you then the less rest time you will be getting as the 48 hours go on that's amazing so what made yeah, you want to do exactly this it. so originally you know david goggins that i had that i had mentioned on the podcast before so I heard him on a Joe Rogan before, and I know you, yeah. you've read a book. So explain his background to me again. So basically, he's like ex-Navy SEAL. Just He's just kind of like this insane guy that does crazy things. And he got into, into ultra running, which is like marathon running, 50-mile runs, 100-mile runs, 200-mile runs, which are just insane. And... I suppose since the lockdown, <clears throat> the gyms closed. I've been running more, really, really enjoyed it running. And then he announced this challenge, which was the four by four by 48, which is the four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And I just saw it and I said, Fuck, like, 
definitely want to do that. I really, really want to do that. So I just decided I'd do it. I know with David, it's a lot of mind over matter. He was extremely overweight, wasn't he? And then he tried to turn his life around. And then he goes past barriers in his mind that he probably didn't think he could at one stage. Yeah, so big time. how do you feel like you're going to fare mentally? I think good. Like, I'll probably be eating my words now come Sunday, depending on how it goes. But I suppose that's the part of running that I really enjoy. It's like you get to a certain distance and you're like, it's really, really painful. And all you want to do is stop. But you can keep going. And there's like one part of you that tells you to stop. And then the other part of you is like, no, nah, keep going. So I've never really done something like this. And I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to see how I get on, you know? And so I feel for a number of years now, I've kind of been training consistently, but not training for anything. Do you know that way? Like yeah. I've been going to the gym and I've been exercising and staying so consistent with things, which I enjoy and which obviously benefits the blood sugars and stuff. But I don't know, I feel as if since since I kind of got out of sport, I haven't really been training for something. Do you know that way? So I suppose doing a challenge like this is just so different to anything I had done. And I had no intention of even making this public at all. Like, I don't even want, really want to put out on Instagram while I'm doing it or anything. Because I really just want to do this for myself. Do you know that way? Hmm. But then I thought, no, it'd probably be pretty, pretty interesting to record it in terms of how my bloods react. And if somebody listens back, they might benefit from it. They might think, hmm, never thought about doing that with running or they might learn something from it. But I'm going into this blind in a sense, as in I, you know, I kind of know what to expect from my bloods because I've done like half marathons and, and long runs before. This is different. So I'm kind of going in blind, but basing it off my own experience up to this point. So how this <clears throat> podcast is going to be laid out is we're going to have a little chat now. It is Thursday. And then after each four mile run, Owen is going to keep a little audio diary as to how he's feeling, how his blood sugars are doing, what he's taking on board, what food he's eating, how much insulin he is going to take. And then after... If my maths right, there's 12, 12 runs? 12, yeah. After the 12 runs, then we'll come back. So we'll be finished on Sunday. We might record it on Monday or Tuesday and then discuss what actually happened and how he found the whole experience. But <laughs> before going into it, how are you feeling mentally in terms of your blood sugars? So do you have a plan in place? Do you have an idea as to where you can predict they're going to go? How many actually have you done in a day to practice? Uh, three. Okay. Oh, no. Was it three? Three. No, two. I actually think just two. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so where do you think your blood sugars are going to go? Obviously, it'll depend on the time of day you're doing it, what food you're eating. What are you feeling? What I am expecting them to do. Well, number one is I am anticipating that I will be taking almost no fast acting insulin. Why? Because when I do a long run, my insulin requirements just drop drastically because, you know, you're using up so much energy like we've been through plenty of times on this podcast. But because it's so consistent over the 48 hours, it's almost like my bloods are just going to be consistently dragged down as a result of the running. So I feel that I'm obviously going to take my background insulin because very important that you still have insulin in your system but because i'm going to be so consistently active with the running if i take fast acting insulin i'm rarely going to be taking fast acting insulin and then being on a run without any fast acting insulin on board much like last week's episode of the podcast we we're talking about the importance of insulin on board with crystal if i have even like a unit or half a unit sometimes of insulin on board and I go for a run, my blood's drop. So I'm, I'm almost thinking that I probably won't be taking any fast acting insulin for like, I don't know, a day or two. 
Okay. <laughs> Not that, that I would advise it, but it's just it's just that I'm that that's something that I'm expecting because look, I've never done this before, but from my experience running up to this point, my insulin requirements are very low as a result. The last thing I want to do is have low blood sugar when I'm running. It kind of reminds me of the time, I can't remember who said it, but being a diabetic is kind of like a science experiment. And this is exactly what you're going to embark on over the next two days. Is there a bit of a fear of the unknown as to, geez, I've got no clue. I've never done anything like this before over a long period of time. Anything could happen. No, I'm kind of excited, to be okay. honest. You and know, I've been talking to you about it before. Yeah. In, in terms of food, what are you thinking about eating? Are you thinking about times a day? Are you going to have a set amount of food? Is it going to depend on what time of day it is or depend on how long between each run? Have you planned out your food to intake? So I'm going to have food halfway in between the intervals. So if there's a three hour break, I'm going to eat probably an hour and a half into that. So that, well, depending on my blood sugar after the run, but let's say my bloods are stable after a run, I want to eat say an hour, an hour and a half before the next run so that my bloods can come slightly higher so that in the run, when they come back down, naturally, inevitably, I won't drop too low. But because I know we we touched on it before in previous episodes, how when you exercise, your bloods can be influenced by that for 24, 36 hours afterwards. So like I said earlier, because I'm consistently running, it's like my bloods, well, this is what I feel. My bloods are just going to be consistently trending lower than they would usually. So that's why I'm saying my insulin requirements will likely be a lot less, <laughs> to say the least. So I'll just be eating what I normally eat because I don't want anything to be too different. I want to know what to expect from certain types of food. But with that, my insulin will probably be non-existent to a certain extent. And I just want to explain this to people because the first time you told me this, I didn't quite grasp it. This is 48 hours straight. This is every four hours for 48 hours. When you initially told me for some reason in my head, I was thinking, okay, you'll do one day, then you'll go to bed for eight, nine hours. You'll get up when you do another day. No, there is no big eight hour sleep here. This is 48 hours straight. So what are you thinking in regards to sleep? Because there's no way you're going to get more than three hours sleep at maximum per go. No, no way. So I've thought because I'm doing it on, I'm doing 12, 4, 8, 12 a.m., 4 a.m., 8 a.m. I'm going to try and sleep after the 12 a.m. and the 4 a.m. So hopefully maybe six hours max each night. But that's part of the challenge. Part of the challenge is being able to do it despite the lack of sleep. So if I get six, six hours, I'm delighted. Okay. This is exciting. And you're one of the only people in my life that I know is genuinely buzzing to do <laughs> something like this, to push their body and mind to the edge and to see how far they can push it. Mm-hmm. So going in there, let's just recap because tomorrow you're going to be starting it and in the podcast, in the podcast world, we're going to be hearing each interval, little audio diary. And then at the back end, we're going to hear the result and see how it differed to what you were thinking. But you are believing that you won't have to take hardly any fast acting insulin. You're going to be eating roughly in between an hour and a half between the three hour break. And you're going to go for two sleeps after the 12 a.m. and 4 a.m. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's that kind of covers everything. That's the plan. Yeah. The plan could go out the window after the first run <laughs> because it's funny because I'm resting today. And yesterday I just did a four mile run just to kind of keep me, keep me going. Yeah. And it was agony. <laughs> I only did four <laughs> miles because I have run a lot, a lot more than just four miles, but I have shin splints and they're really unpredictable at times. So some day, some days I feel as if I can run until I die. And then other days I run two miles and I'm like, oh my God, I feel as if I'm about to die. <laughs> Um, so 
I'm hoping it's not the latter tomorrow, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be getting stuck in anyway. Before you do it, you've obviously your blood sugars look after your shin splints. Any other injuries that you're worried about? How long is the list? Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a recurring knee injury. I went to the physio last week. I actually had to cancel my physio appointment. That is tomorrow <laughs> because I wanted to do the challenge. Did you tell your physio? I called him up and said I have a medical appointment, pulled the diabetes card. Oh, so you didn't, <laughs> you didn't actually tell him you're doing this challenge? No, no, no. And what would they say? Um, I don't know. You might tell me not to do it, but look, it's only 40. Look, I'm do- I've decided I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll deal with the issues after. <laughs> well, Owen, I wish you the very best of luck. What time are you going to go to bed at tonight in preparation? Same as always, routine. Same as always, routine. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to change anything at all, to mm. be honest. Just to make it as predictable as possible. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, Owen, I wish you the very best of luck. I now have to wait however many days to get the results. You have to actually go out and endure it. But for you listening right now, you'll be able to hear Owen's journey. So there's going to be 12 runs in total, six in the first 24 hours, six in the second 24 hours. And then we will have a chat, myself and Owen, after it's all done to see how it went, how it differed or how it was similar to exactly how he anticipated. Owen, good luck. Thanks, Graham. I'll be talking to you. I'm looking forward to it, I have to say. I hope that we don't have to delete this episode of the podcast. No, I'm doing it. I've decided I'm doing it. So I'm looking forward to it. Just want to get stuck in at this stage, to be honest. I feel like... uh, an excited child before before Christmas Day. Right, well, we're about to hear right now exactly how you did after your first run. So here we go. Dear Diary. Uh, first, first one done. Went well. Four miles. Felt a lot longer because I was thinking about the other 44 miles to go. But feels good. First one in. Shins weren't that painful. Knee was very painful. So it's certainly going to be an interesting ride over the next couple of days. But bloods wise, everything went well. I started the run at 12 p.m. My bloods were 7.3. Finished about half an hour later and they dropped down to 4.9, which I was happy enough with. So I'm currently lying on my bed with my feet in the air hoping that my uh my shins will hold up for the next 44 miles but feeling good looking forward to the next run which will be in an hour and 13 minutes i've just finished a smoothie couple bananas spinach walnuts strawberry protein sounds rotten but it's actually it's actually really nice no insulin. So the aim is to go into the run at four o'clock, blood slightly higher, no insulin on board, so that they have more freedom to come back down without dropping me into a hypo. So feeling good so far. <laughs> As I said, it'll be an interesting one. Talk to you after the next. Good afternoon. Just finished the second run. It is now. 4:41 p.m. So I did that in about I did that in about 40 minutes. So nice slow pace. Shins weren't sore. Knee was in bits <laughs> to say the least. Um, one of my friends actually met me on that run, so we kept a two meter distance. Didn't feel as painful. Chatting to somebody the whole way through. So. Thanks Alberto for meeting me. He's big into his running, so he made it seem less painful. Started that run, 4 p.m., finished 4.41, as I said. Um, I started the run. Right now, I'm like slightly out of mind. Out, out, like My brain is like foggy because my blood sugar is low. And when I saw my blood sugar go low, I was like, will I wait for my blood sugar to come back up before I make this voice note? Then I thought, no. It's a diabetic podcast, so people, so people understand what it feels like to have your blood sugar low. So that's why my head is like slightly spinning right now. But basically, I started that run 
no fast acting insulin on board i started the run at 12 my blood sugar was 12 and that equates to like 216 mg for the american listeners and i still dropped just as i looked at my watch it said 3.98 miles so just as i was finishing my blood sugar was or my dexcom said double arrow down 3.8 blood sugar which is like 68 i believe um so i was dropping fast which kind of annoyed me but that's why i'm like a bit a bit dizzy now i'm sitting in the car <laughs> waiting for my blood sugar to come back up before i can drive safely but uh feeling good have to say second one down another 10 to go another 40 miles so looking forward to it i have to say yeah i'll, I'll, I'll catch you again when my blood sugar comes back up check in number three so i finished the last i finished the third one at about 9 p.m i started at 8 p.m as i said i was kind of gonna i wanted to give myself the first hour for the run so i think i did it in 36 minutes blood sugar starting was 11 i believe and i finished i actually ended up dropping again I think I dropped down to like three point something pretty quickly, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so basically, I'm just going to have to eat a lot more because I didn't anticipate the drops that I've been getting so far. Nothing crazy, still manageable, obviously, but I'm just going to eat a lot more food. I'm going out for the fourth one in 40 minutes and it's gonna be 12 a.m so it'll be the first night shift as i'm calling it <laughs> so i'm looking forward to it the last run i can't, the pain in my knee i know i said the last the last one before the third so the second one my knee wasn't feeling the best but uh, the first two miles of the third run were agony and I know my physio isn't going to be happy with me after this weekend. <laughs> but look, we're a quarter of the way done. Feeling good. Feeling energized. And uh, we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> I'll chat to you in a bit. I'm going out for the next one in 40 minutes. So it's going to be 12 a.m. Um, so nice and quiet around the town. Right. Chat to you soon. What's happening? <laughs> Just got into bed after run number four. It's now 1.18 a.m. I'm back up in two hours, <laughs> two hours for run number five, which will be at 4 a.m. <clears throat> so the last one was tough, I have to say. Well, they're all kind of tough, but... I'm in bed, knee is throbbing, shins are throbbing, blood sugar, awful, <laughs> but uh, feeling good, looking forward to two hours sleep and then straight back up, so uh, yeah, I my blood's dropped again, I, I, I completely underestimated how quickly my bloods would drop which is fascinating because i haven't taken any fast acting insulin today only my long lasting and i've been eating a lot of food and my bloods have still been dropping which is crazy but more of an excuse to eat more which is always a good thing so i will check in after the next run two hours sleep looking for <laughs> looking forward to it i have to say talk to you soon so just to clarify the last run i did was 12 a.m and i didn't did it in about 35 minutes so i came home did some stretches and ate some more food to keep my bloods up 
then got into bed. I started at 12 a.m. My blood sugar, I think, was like 11 again and came down to about three. So, gotta eat a lot more. <laughs> Checking in. Number five, done. Thankfully, <laughs> it is now 4.56 a.m. I started at 4 a.m. and finished in about 36 minutes. So, feeling good, still trying to. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was cold starting. I don't want to keep complaining about my knee, but my knee, oh my God, pretty, pretty bad. So I took a couple of painkillers before I started. The first, well, three miles, every step was just like, not good. But we're getting there. Next one will be halfway. Blood sugars starting were uh, I think like 10, which is 180 mg for Americans. And then I finished about 4.5. So a drop, but not drop down into a hypo, which is good. And the two, actually the two nighttime runs, my dad went out on the on, on the bike and cycled beside me. So that was nice. I said to him a couple of times, I was like, I apologize if I'm not speaking much because you're, you're kind of just in your own head. But part of the reason I wanted to do this challenge, and I know I briefly spoke about it with Graham at the start, is to get this, how do I say this? The ones I'm looking forward to are the ones that are going to be really, really sore and really tough because all the other ones leading up to the tougher ones, I'm kind of used to in a way because I've been running a bit. So in a strange kind of way, the ones that are the most painful and the most, uh, the most difficult are the ones I've been looking forward to the most. So... I'm reminding myself of that while I am finding it difficult and why I, while I am uh, in a lot of pain. But as I said, it's now 4.59, jumping into bed, gonna try and get another couple hours before the 8 a.m. run. Yeah, that's basically it. I've, what did I eat before? The, so bef at about 3.30 because I didn't want my bloods to drop again as, as much I um, I I can't even my brain is just like fried already and it's so late uh, I ate like three coconut biscuits and five glucose tablets obviously without any insulin to bring me up nicely before the run which it did there's a bit of, bit of a drop but nothing too crazy. Didn't have a low blood sugar technically. So that's a win for it in itself. I feel as if I'm rambling and almost not thinking straight. But looking forward to the 8 a.m. And I'll chat to you soon. Good morning. Still breathing heavily because I literally just finished uh, halfway through. Delighted. It, feel, it feels good to be uh, halfway through. So six more to see, or yeah, six more to go. Um, in bits, really uh, struggling, but in a good way. The type of struggling that, is, as I said the, in the last voice note, type of struggling that I was really looking forward to <laughs> in, in a weird way um, I'm, almo I'm almost embarrassed to admit as well I slept for two hours today before I woke up at 7.30 for the 
for the 8am run and one of the first thoughts I had was take the car out park in a car park and sleep instead of doing the run um, I don't really know why that thought came to my head but I thought I'd let you know about it anyway but I most certainly did not do that and I almost had to physically slap that thought out of my head so halfway done bloods starting were seven they're now six so nice and steady i'm actually gonna reduce my basal insulin today because i took my regular basal yesterday zero fast acting insulin and i still dropped all the time so gonna reduce the basal today load up on food and uh, get stuck into the next six so looking forward to it you can still actually hear the birds chirping so a lovely day and going back to put ice on the knee and get get into it again so we're back we are halfway through the 4x4x48 Owen, we just heard there that you were so tired after your sixth run that you were considering driving to the car park and sleeping in the car. That's not what I was expecting. What, what the hell came over you? Okay, let's get this clear. First of, first of all, it was because after the first late night run, so 12, the 12 a.m. run, I didn't sleep at all before the 4 a.m. So then I did the 4 a.m., got home, and I think I got like two hours sleep before the 8 a.m. And it was like an instinctive, I don't even know what it was. It was just like this. It was my first thought when I woke up because it was, I think, I think maybe just that split moment in the morning, it dawned on me, I have another full 24 hours to go. Mm. But it was a thought that came into my head that wasn't me, if that makes sense. I physically slapped, <laughs> slapped that thought out of my mind quite quickly and, uh, and got down to business. <laughs> Describe to me where you actually went for the run. So how far away from your house was it? Was it, uh, it was, I presumed, sorry, that you would leave from your front door and you do a four mile trek, but you would drive to somewhere. Yeah, so I've done a few different routes. So for... The nighttime ones, I left my house, ran down the beach, and then like a different route around there. But a couple of the daytime ones, I drove to a nearby park and then just did loads of laps off that park. Yeah. So I drove to it rather than running to it. And you said there after day one, you took on zero fast acting insulin. You kind of predict. You kind of predicted that though, didn't you? Yeah, I had a feeling that because I'm moving so much, my blood sugars are obviously, from my own experience, going to be much more inclined to consistently come down. So I kind of made the mistake already (laughs) to take my regular dose of basal insulin. So I took my regular dose of basal in the morning or, yeah, it was the morning. And then haven't taken any fast acting because... Even though I've been loading up on food, my bloods are still crashing. You should already see my Dexcom graph, my CGM graph. It's like the worst it's been in years. I'd say (laughs) your body hadn't a clue what was going on at all. It never would have experienced anything like this before. That's the thing. It's I've, as I said, before I started, I've gone on long runs. I've done like half marathons and stuff. So I've, done longer runs but because this is like go out and do four miles take a break go out and do another four miles take a break it's what 6.4k the breaks are more difficult than the actual run because when i do longer distance runs when you get to kind of three four miles that's when you really start kind of gliding into a run and it feels as if you're like numbing your body into it. Whereas with this, it's 
you kind of start getting to that stage and then the run stops and then you go home and your muscles are already tightening up and you're kind of relaxing and then your body's obviously under stress because I've done what was it six runs now I've done so my body's like what the hell are you doing and there's obviously adrenaline pumping there's cortisol pumping and I just kind of have this uneasy feeling on the brakes because it's like I know I need to go out and do another one and it's it's kind of like the anticipation and the thought of doing the next one makes you feel uneasy because you know that my legs are going to be in bits again my legs are recovering and resting right now but we're going back at it in a couple hours so at that point you're exactly halfway through did that excite you that you were halfway through or did it fill you with dread thinking oh my god i'm only halfway through it excited me definitely as i said to you in in private with our conversations before this and i think briefly before i even started the runs here that I'm looking forward to are the ones that are really difficult because that's the whole point of it. Otherwise, it's just kind of doing something that I've always done. So that initial thought of let's just get in the car, go drive somewhere and sleep was just like a five second thought. And I was like, absolutely no way I'm doing that. No way. And I was almost ashamed of myself for even having that thought. But I suppose in that moment, it was, whoa, I have another full 24 hours to go. Hmm. And the last six runs have been pretty difficult. But no, I'm really looking forward to getting back into it. Definitely. Okay, well, we've had a little halftime break. We're 24 hours through. Let's see how the next 24 hours went. Six more runs. Let's go. Let's go. My legs are throbbing already. <laughs> How's it going? Finished round seven. At about 12.35, I believe. Just doing a voice note. Now I'm getting ready for round eight. With the seventh round, the weather's been nice. It's been pretty warm, so it's certainly different to the, the cold, freezing, dark nights. But Bloods, again, kind of had a, had a similar enough drop, which is like expected, but I didn't anticipate as much of a drop, I guess. So what I ate prior to the last run was two apples, two bananas, two more of those coconut biscuits, a granola bar. It's like a cereal bar. And I think like a a couple of glasses of milk, zero insulin. Went in slightly high, probably like, 10-ish, 10, 11, and drop down to around four again. So my body is just like using up the glucose in my bloodstream consistently throughout the day, which I can obviously notice big time. So as I said, reduce my basal today rather than what I did yesterday and kept it the same. So I'm getting ready for the, ne- <laughs> the next run. It's just never ending. Getting ready for the next run. It's in 40 minutes. And what I've had this time around, again, two apples, two bananas, protein shake, and two protein bars, zero insulin. And my bloods are higher where I want them right now. And I'm hoping they'll stay more steady. But obviously I have glucose tablets and glucose drinks with me, so... Looking forward to it. Nearly there. Last few. Five. There's five more now, I believe. Legs are very, very, very tender, I have to say. I'm spending my entire breaks icing up my legs, keeping them elevated, and uh, using a massage going a lot too. So I'm hoping that helps, which it does. Certainly helps the shin splints. But here we go around. Is it seven or eight? I've lost count. Anyway, nearly there. Let's go. What's happening? Just setting out for round number nine. And for this break, for the three hours in between eight and nine, was probably the first time I actually got a bit, got a bit of sleep in. 
it's been really really difficult to sleep in between the breaks obviously because they're so short and it, it's you're, you're kind of rushing to get food get changed all this kind of thing but i have like this consistent like nervous uneasy feeling and it's definitely just coming from the fact that adrenaline is just pumping through my body <clears throat> for the whole to- for the whole time essentially and i feel like my body is saying what the hell are you doing because my legs are so so painful i've just been icing them while i've practically been asleep so this one's going to be interesting first one of the night shifts so looking forward to it it's always nice and quiet get out and clear the head i've eaten on this break again with no insulin for basically the whole three hours since the last the last yeah the last four miles my bloods have been consistently at five which has been which has been good that's like what 90 in mg but i've had spaghetti bolognese four slices of brown bread a banana or two bananas and a biscuit i believe with zero insulin which is insane wait until you see <laughs> wait until you see my dexcom graph after these couple of days it's just insane so it's certainly a science experiment physically an experiment mentally and absolutely an experiment with my blood sugar because it's uh, very different to anything i've done before but a good way to learn more about my blood sugar so as i always say on the podcast we can, we can never learn too much so i'll be walking out the door in five minutes chat to you soon still breathing heavy doing a warm down for the ninth one definitely the most painful yet (laughs) the cramps in my legs is just beyond painful at this stage um which is good because as i said earlier these are the these are the ones i was looking forward to in a weird kind of way and it's funny maybe i'm just like out out of my mind a bit right now but it's like just two it's like you've two different parts of your mind and it's like one one part decides you want to do something and then the other one is like just begging you to stop running i don't know if that makes sense but it, (laughs) it makes sense to me right now so three more to go it's 8 48 p.m next one is at 12 a.m so i'm gonna get in do some stretches drink some water and uh look forward to the next one my bloods right now are like 6.2 which is good they went up high after i had that spaghetti and round bread without any insulin and then came down nicely within range so yeah i'm gonna stop rambling (laughs) i feel as if i'm uh, in my own head more than anything anyway chat to you soon just got into bed after hitting the 40 mile mark so if (laughs) it definitely feels good to hit that mark but my body certainly doesn't feel good but that was expected comes with the uh comes with the territory really but um yeah i'm in bed did my stretches i have my massage going beside me my hamstrings super super tight so i'll be sleeping with my massage going right now <laughs> to loosen it up it's now 1 11 a.m the next run is at 
4 a.m. <clears throat> so I'm going to try and get like maybe two hours sleep. Two hours sleep will be lovely. And then that will be the second last one. And then the last one's going to be 8 a.m. The leg just gone. As in the four miles I just did. Definitely the best blood sugar wise because I stayed stable the whole time, which was unreal. I didn't drop like like most of the rest of them. Also, if I sound slightly strange, I'm basically lying on my front in bed. So I'm like lying on my chest. <laughs> um, so my voice seems kind of raspy. <clears throat> but feeling good. I can almost smell the finish line at this stage and i'm looking forward to getting the mile 48 that's basically it i don't uh don't really have too much more to say i suppose i just need to try and get to sleep but mind feeling good body feeling horrendous so we're still in it. 5.15 a.m. Just got into bed after the second last run of the four miles. Well, of the 48 miles. So now 44 miles. The last one is in just over two and a half hours. 8 a.m. It's going to be the last one. To say... The run I just did was painful <laughs> is certainly an understatement. Oh, I can't really even describe it, to be honest. So, so painful physically, but really enjoyable. Probably my favorite one so far. I don't really have much to say about it, to be honest. I'm just kind of just like... In my own head right now. But. Yeah. One more to go. Blood sugars. Doing good. At about. 3.50am. Just before the run. I. Ate a few wine gums. And they seemed to. Hold me pretty steady. Which was good. So. Uh, did my stretches. Waddled. Waddled upstairs to bed i've blisters and stuff all over my feet now <laughs> to to add to it but um yeah really really good really really enjoyable and that's about it hopefully i'll get a couple hours sleep next time i'll be talking to you i'll be done if we survive it there's still time to die, but hopefully I won't. Chat to you soon. So we're back. Now, we maybe have one less audio diary, but <laughs> the time when you finish, <laughs> and look, I was in awe of you doing them. And I was sitting in front of my laptop, recording them in as you were sending them to me. And you messaged me, goes, I'm just after finishing. I'm absolutely wrecked. I'll send you on a voice message. I said, no rush whatsoever. And that voice message never came. I reckon you just <laughs> passed out. So how did the last run go? And how did you feel after it was all done? Oh, Graham, I tell you, the last three runs were so painful. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I know, I, I think I might have touched on it briefly in the voice notes that I was saying. To be honest, I can't even really remember sending the voice notes I'm almost afraid to listen to them back because I don't really know what I know what I was saying. But the last three runs, it was like every step somebody was stabbing my legs. <laughs> it was like because because my hamstrings were super, super tight. My knee, that reoccurring injury that I had was just in bits. My shin splints were kicking in big time. So every step was agony <laughs> you know but uh really enjoyed it the last run particularly was very difficult but 
really, really, really enjoyed it. I have to say, my dad actually got on the bike for the nighttime ones and came around with me. But he also did the same on the last one. And for the whole four miles, I was just like, just waddling along. I was technically running. I had like, apart from a couple of times, my knee, I had to walk for like 30 seconds. But yeah, it was just very, very, very painful. But it was really good, really enjoyable. And as I said, they were the ones I was looking for because they were the ones that are kind of testing your head, testing you physically and absolutely testing your blood sugar. But what was fascinating was I got to like 3.85 miles. So 0.15 of a mile left. And I sprinted. I I sprinted the last 0.15. And it was like this energy just came out of nowhere. It was like the, the final hurdle of the final 48 mile just was gone, sprinted. Unreal. So what did you learn from day one that you implemented into day two? So obviously we know from day one, you had no fast acting insulin. You took on your basal, but you were going to use less basal for the second day. Did that work? And also what did you do food-wise? Yeah, so the first day I took my normal amount of basil, which I probably shouldn't have done, took no fast acting again. Second day I took, I think it was like a third of my basil or a half. I can't even remember correctly, but a significant drop in the amount that I would usually take, obviously to anticipate those blood sugar drops. And even then my bloods were still coming down. I was I was loading in food. I didn't take any fast acting insulin at all. And that's what's, that's, was part of it that made it more difficult was because you do the run and then you'd know that by the time you get home you've max three hour break before you're starting the next one so within that three hours you obviously want to eat to refuel your body you want to eat so that your blood sugar is going to be at the right level to start the next run But the timing can be difficult because you don't want to eat too early where your blood sugars are through the roof two, three hours before the next run because then you might need to take insulin. Mm. And I knew that if I took any fast-acting insulin, I'd still have insulin on board because there would be three to four hours and I knew that my bloods would drop anyway. So I was kind of coming home, treating a low if I had one, and then in a way, kind of waiting to eat until it was an hour, an hour and a half before the next run. Because I know I didn't want to take insulin, but I know I wanted my bloods to come up to a certain height going into the next one. Yeah, so it's all about timing, the timing mm. of the, the rise, and then that would coincide then with your run and it would bring it down naturally. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny, it's like you're dealing with what's going on in your head, you're yeah, dealing with what's yeah. going on physically, but then obviously as a diabetic and if there's a diabetic listening if you've done anything similar to this it's just that extra layer of complications but yeah i was just eating loads of food no insulin and hoping i would keep steady in regards to food were you eating breakfast at breakfast time lunch and a lunchtime dinner at dinner time or were you having the same food between the runs because you knew those the effect it would have completely random yeah just give us a few like, meals the, there what was some of the meals the whole, the whole weekend was so different to my regular routine obviously yeah. so i was kind of just eating anything to keep my bloods where i wanted to keep them so i was eating a lot of fruit bananas apples obviously no insulin i was eating protein bars protein shakes i ate a full dinner of spaghetti bolognese with like four i think three or four slices of brown bread <laughs> no insulin Porridge, I think I ate a couple of smoothies, just anything, anything that was around that I felt I'm able to eat and that I thought would keep my blood steady. And I think I said it on like the halfway mark about kind of just having like a consistent, uneasy feeling because my body is obviously under massive stress. I haven't slept. I wasn't really hungry. And that's what kind of made it more difficult because usually 
as you know, Graham, I, I love food and I eat a lot of food. But over the weekend, I wasn't particularly hungry. And it was that kind of uneasy, in a way, sort of anxious feeling going into the next one. And sometimes eating was the last thing I wanted to do. But you had to eat Which, to get your sugars up. Exactly. I had to eat to obviously refuel my body. And I had to eat to make sure my blood sugars would not plummet when I'm running. How much sleep do you reckon you got over the 48 hours? Max five. Oh, absolute, no. Absolute <laughs> max. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh, stop. Five yeah. hours. And yeah. you ran. The first night, I'd say maybe an hour and a half or two hours. But that's obviously part of the challenge. It's the lack of sleep. It's not just the running. It's the it's the lack of sleep too that's difficult and i know at the halfway mark we talked about how tired you were but did you get into a kind of a headspace in the second day where you were just pumped with adrenaline that was keeping you going and keeping you awake or were you just as tired the second day to be honest i was like i wasn't actually that tired physically going through it when i had that thought of i want to go sleep in the car that was just because i had woken up and i was like oh here we go again just that kind of split moment but to be honest, I wasn't physically that tired. My muscles were kind of just tightening up and my muscles were sore. But the whole way through, I was, I felt I was kind of sharp on it in my mind. And I, and I was always reminding myself, <laughs> myself that it was my decision to do it. So at the times where I was like, oh my God, this is agony or I don't particularly want to do this. I just remind myself that, look, these are the ones I was looking forward to. And it was my decision. So because of that, I really, really enjoyed it in a weird sort of way. Would you do it again? Definitely. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Nice. But maybe not that specifically, but it's really sparked a further interest in doing stuff things like that like doing obviously more marathons doing potentially an ultra marathon i don't want to speak too early but that was one of my first thoughts when i finished it was like whoa what can i do next you've kind of solved diabetes as long as you run four <laughs> miles every four hours you don't actually need to take any insulin yeah, <laughs> that is not <laughs> medical advice from me by the way <laughs> see and, how long you survive a non-diabetic <laughs> yeah, that is just owen's experience um owen incredible fair play for doing it i was in awe as i said already of me sitting at the laptop taking your voice notes in while you were out there the one stage I think I went to bed on Friday evening and I woke up and there was four messages from you and I go, oh my God, how many runs has this guy done? <laughs> and yeah. I've just been sleeping this whole time. Absolutely incredible. As you said, it's a science, a science experiment, this mm. whole diabetes. And you've definitely proved that. So fair play. And I hope that this has inspired somebody else listening to go out there and not even do something as major as this, even just go for a run. I actually on Saturday... <laughs> no no interest in running but I felt so guilty that you were doing all this running over the weekend I just went on a 5k run and I go I gotta do something I feel so lazy <laughs> uh, so hopefully it has inspired somebody to do a little bit of exercise after they've heard that incredible journey from Owen I hope so and I think even just for myself and for you listening diabetes is that consistent science experiment and I think if you have a good base of knowledge around your own condition, you have a, you're confident in terms of how you manage things. You shouldn't be afraid to go off and do whatever it is you want to do. Obviously, my bloods weren't, weren't ideal throughout the weekend, but because I was confident with my own management going into it, I knew it, uh, knew it could be done, which was interesting. Another so, example that you should never let your diabetes get in the way of things you want to do. Absolutely. What was strange was I was actually kind of emotional finishing it. I'd say so. Yeah, it was weird. But because anyway, it took so much out I'm of you. I'm going to get into detail about that. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, thank you as always. Fair play again. Thank you, Graham. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed. As always, if you're getting value from the podcast, tell everybody. Email us. Tell us your stories. If you did it, let us know. Because I'm sure there's 
another diabetic around the world that's done it too so I'd love to hear from you as well theinsulonepodcast at gmail.com thank you Owen thank you Graham. thank you listener have a good week chat to you soon